Uh, well, Juju, what were you wearing today? I, I couldn't see your face. I saw you were wearing something yellow on your face. Uh, I saw your nose. Beautiful nose. This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. We are now recording, Chris. All right, I, I can hear you. Are you okay? Where are you? I'm good. I'm great. How are you? It's and We're doing great. Uh, <laughs> you are where exactly in Buffalo? I am at outside of, what is this place called? Gabriel's Gate. It is one of the, you know, there's like a dozen wing places listed. <laughs> I just ran into okay. Jeff Darlington in this wing place to give it, you know, to drop the bona fides on this wing place. Right. Was uh, Darlington wearing a three-piece suit like he always is? Because he always dresses up. He always embarrasses other sports writers. Um, no, but he was sitting at the bar. And the, the way I came to realize him was by me and my sad dolphin friends ordering five shots of rumplements, <laughs> which if you know drinking, there is no <laughs> shot that is more fitting for a sad, post-loss shot at Rupplemints. Okay. <laughs> so literally, I ordered five Rupplemints, and then, like, Jeff Darlington just, like, looked over his shoulder, like, who would do that? And then, like, that was the way that I was like, oh, hey, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's impressive. As and, you can see, my voice is gone. Like, my voice is shot. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm just glad that you're still standing on two feet, because I thought uh, somebody would have beat the shit out of you leaving that stadium after I saw you just shirtless, uh, just taunting the Bills crowd when the Dolphins had a 24-20 lead. Um, First of um, all, you're, um, like, you're like combining two separate things. Okay. Like I was shirtless pregame, and okay. then I was taunting fans with the shirt on like when we were winning. Okay. All right. Did but you? Uh, I did a shirtless sh- picture because my I was – you know, inebriated and my friends were like, oh, it'll be great for social. So I just like did it. Yeah. Imagine that. Right. And it was great for social. So they were right. Okay. So you were shirtless for like a minute and a half uh, just during the camera thing, right? Correct. (laughs) Good. Thank God. I mean, seriously. Successfully Um, avoided getting a picture of your belly button posted as well. Excellent work on you. Yeah. But I'm telling you, um, this cold is only cold when you're like by yourself. <laughs> when you're standing like when you're when you're standing around a thousand people, like body heat wins. Yes, like it does. Dur- like during the game, it wasn't that cold because we were like all standing. By the way, Bills fans. Oh, we just lost him. Okay, remember that. By the way, Bills fans. By the way, Bills fans, and then as if on cue, we lost him. He'll call back in, and I'm curious what he had to say because. I think of Bills fans as, as, yeah, I don't want to say assholes, but, you know, just the kind of fans who are not particularly kind. See, I don't get that vibe from them at all. I, crazy. Really? I get the crazy vibe, but I think they're probably like, okay, from everything I've heard and my few interactions with a few Bills fans that, that I'm friends with, like, really nice, like, just kind of affable. Okay. But crazy, but affable. Yeah, affable. Okay. <laughs> now, Philly's a different story. No, for sure. I mean, I've, I've, I've been to Buffalo with Bernie Parmalee. I've been to <laughs> Buffalo and uh, experienced the worst in Bills fans, but I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm just happy. You've been that, there. I haven't. So you yeah. would know. I just. No, I, I have. Uh, I'm just happy that Christopher made it out of there in one piece. Um, Yeti, did you watch the game? No, I follow along on Twitter, but I was otherwise occupied. Because I have to say, 
and, and I, I got to credit myself. I mean, I, and you know, what can I tell you? But I predicted the Dolphins had a great chance to win, that they would beat the point spread, and and I was right. I predicted they would lose by four, and they lost by three. Um, it was a great, you know, the the way it ended was embarrassing. Okay, they they they, they had fourth and a foot. And they get a delay of game penalty, and all of a sudden it's fourth and six, and they don't get it. I mean, it, it was embarrassing the way it ended, but I thought the Dolphins really showed some fight. They were behind 17 to nothing early. They totally could have quit. It could have been one of those 45 to three routes, but it wasn't. And they're playing with a third string rookie quarterback. I just thought it was a, a, a fairly uplifting defeat if, if there can be such a thing. Uh, I, I thought it was uh, pretty encouraging if you're a Dolphin fan to go, wow, you know what? We didn't quit. Uh, we, we gave these guys a great shot. And with Tua next year, we're going to be fine. I, I, I think that's the optimism to take out of this game. Following along with the score, like, yeah, it, it looked like it was like, oh, this is going to be ugly. But then by the time I saw them tie it up, at ha- even when it was like before they got that interception before the half and, and were able to, to get points out of it. I am. Uh, I think they got points out of that one. Either way, it, 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 by the time I saw them tied up at the half, or before they tied up, I was like, "Oh man, this is this might be all they have," you know. Right. But then when right. I saw they tied up, I was like, "Okay, this very well. I bet this will carry on in the second half." And I'm glad for fans of the game that like that it was one a good offensive showing from the Dolphins. Um, you know, right, especially exactly. compared to last week, which was anything but. Um, but then that they also got. Um, that was also just a good game from you know for all four quarters like yeah the, the way it was down to the wire or down to the, at least the last few minutes you know that 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 bad call but um yeah so i'm glad for you know f- for the fans of the game who got to watch it those who were there who were really invested you know that was really cool like you, you yeah. got a really good solid playoff game by the way uh i just heard from christopher our uh, special correspondent in buffalo new york and he said and this is so predictable my phone died ellipses sorry and so and 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 that was from a phone number i didn't know so he obviously borrowed a phone from somebody to say my phone died sorry so we may or may not hear back from special correspondent christopher from buffalo but even if we will never get his opinion on bills fans i know he he left (laughs) us hanging there i'm curious what he thinks okay i was going to mention that uh this is uh, nobody credits the cows enough with nfl success um I found out today, actually, that it takes 35,000 cows to provide footballs for one year of an NFL season. You know, and, and that's just incredible. When you break it down, you know, everybody calls it the pig skin. It's not the pig skin. It's the cow skin. And when you see Josh Allen completing a 50-yard pass, all you think is, Josh Allen is great. What you should be thinking is, God bless Bessie. God bless Carabelle. Clarabelle is what I meant to say. I mean, the cows are sacrificing so you and I can enjoy the <laughs> NFL. And I just think that's worth a little bit of a shout out. I really do. And so, you know, thank you, cows. I mean, I mean you know, I don't know what else to say. Um, w- by the way, I didn't even mention um, Tony Kornheiser is on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, and when he, I say that, gonna, yeah, we'll just, <laughs> we've been running with this gag forever. And let me just go straight to the and ball forever. game. And forget, oh, yeah. By the way, Tony showed up. <clears throat> I know. But, but this time, it's for real. I mean, seriously, he's not sort of on the show, maybe. He is actually on the show. We had a beautiful conversation with him, touched on a lot of stuff. I thought it was fun. 
the the great thing about Tony the K, which I love, is that he is both charming and a curmudgeon at the same time. Like he's, yes, yeah. yeah, right. I mean, he can complain. He complains about everything and yet does it in such a funny way. It, this was truly one of my favorite interviews we've ever had. So thank you, Tony. And and he really is on in this episode. So stay tuned for that. I, I wanted to sneak in a quick dad joke of the week. And I, I guess it's time. It's been a couple of weeks. It has. Okay. So here we go. I always have one in the holster in case the first one is lame or you guess it right away. Um, what kind of bird works at a construction site? Mm, I, I don't know. A crane. Ah, yes, it does. Okay, and and here's a bonus dad joke of the week. Uh, What do cats playing basketball say when their shot misses the basket entirely? Hairball? Hairball, that's correct. Yeah! I'll give you credit, yes. Okay, (laughs) that's good. And and I also have a three-facts jack to get to, and a special um, uh, honorarium to... um, uh, Martin Luther King, this this podcast drops on MLK Day on Monday. And um, I, I want to get to that right now, Yeti, before we go any further. Because Martin Luther King, you know, everybody thinks of him, obviously, as the, as the, the father of the civil rights movement, and, and tragically because of the way he died. But there's much more to him. And before I get to that, I want to say that I've been to the civil, uh, National Civil Rights Museum in Memphis, which is right across from the Lorraine Motel where he was assassinated. Right. And they they incorporate the motel into the museum. And I want to be honest with everybody. If you have not visited this museum in Memphis, it is worth the trip. It is worth uh, just plotting out time and space and getting there because it is profound. It is an awe-inspiring museum. I recommend it entirely. But uh, I wanted to to mention three facts about uh, MLK that most people don't know because everybody thinks of him as being so serious and not having a light side, but there's other stuff about him. So here's number three. Uh, Martin Luther King was an avid pool player. He became formidable in college. He was a great pool player, and he could do behind-the-back trick shots, and that surprised me. That delighted me. Very cool. Okay. Number two, uh, the King family... Uh, was lifelong friends in Atlanta with the family of actress Julia Roberts. Yeah. And and uh, Yeti, I'm, I'm giving Yeti credit. He actually told me that. And in fact, the family of uh, uh, the, the King family paid for Julia Roberts' hospital bills when she was in the hospital being born. Yep. That was cool. Yeah, it was a way for them saying, uh, for just kind of to thank them for running a school that um that was integrated that's and, right and taking care of their children that's right what, what was it like a dance school or something um or hold on. i think it was an acting academy of some sort yeah something yeah. along those lines and they had, they had faced a lot of backlash for being integrated right right exactly um and, and if i remember correctly there was a car bomb outside of a theater where students were performing oh my gosh but i, but I can't remember exactly okay uh, at any rate, I didn't know that. And number one, this interested me as well about MLK. Uh, he briefly attempted a career as a stand-up comic out of college. And, <laughs> and no, no, this is serious. And I mean it in, in, in the most possible respect because I'm just no, trying I, to... No, I know, but like, like just the idea. I've never heard of this. Right, exactly. And I'm trying to bring another layer to MLK who, in addition to being a profoundly important civil rights icon, 
had another side to him. And he was a funny man to those who knew him well. And one biographer, the Reverend Louis Baldwin, actually called him, quote, the comedian of the civil rights movement. So a shout out to MLK, richly deserving of the uh, of the national holiday we uh, we celebrate today. Um, Christopher has not yet called back from uh, from Buffalo because he's either entombed uh, in a cake of ice right now, froze, freezing to death, or he's just too drunk to borrow somebody's <laughs> phone. So we don't know how that's going to work. Um, before we move on and get closer and closer to Tony Kornheiser, which is exciting to me on a number of levels, I want to have a new edition of Three Facts Jack. Uh, Yeti, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do we have any imaging for this yet or no? Not yet. We're close. Okay, we're, we're close. close. We're close. Had the, the concept has been developed. Okay, it's been developed. Uh, <laughs> it is before the board. Next time we have a uh, staff meeting of the show, we're going to uh, propose it and see where the vote goes. Um, all right, Three Facts Jack. These are things that I come across every week that I had no idea of. I think of myself as sort of a little bit intelligent, I don't know, uh, you know, sort of a learned <laughs> man in a way, but even at my age, there are things that I just did not know. And here's number one, the third Three Facts Jack, the longest recorded lightning bolt spanned 477 miles, stretching from Texas into Mississippi. Good grief. I think- How of, do they even measure that? How do they know it's the same one? Th- that's a good, that's a good question. You know, I've, I've asked uh, when McGill says something like, uh, Ron McGill of Zoo Miami, whenever he says something like, uh, you know, a study determined that, uh, you know, anteaters have a lot of intelligence. I'm like, A, how do you know that? And B, why would you study that? So that's the same <laughs> thing here. But, you know, I think of a lightning bolt as basically going from the sky to the ground, which is, how, you know, but anyway, that was interesting to me. Number two, three facts check. Uh, the word desert refers to any barren landscape of extreme temperatures. Therefore, while most say the Sahara is the largest desert in the world, it is actually ranks number two. The largest desert in the world at 5.5 million square miles is Antarctica. I knew that. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I can't remember where I learned it, but yeah, it classifies as a desert due to its lack of rainfall. That's right. Exactly. And I never knew that until today. And, and here's number three, and this is true to my heart because I'm such a music uh, fan. Um, you know how Creedence Clearwater Revival, uh, their iconic song, Bad Moon on the Rise? That's, yes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, there's a certain lyric, Bad moon, moon on the Rise, that people sometimes mishear as bathroom on the right. Okay. <laughs> and listen, if, if you've mistaken a lyric, there is actually a word for that. Okay, if you've mistaken a lyric in a song, uh, you have been tricked by a Mondegreen that's spelled M-O-N-D-E-G-R-E-E-N. And uh, Merriam-Webster has actually certified this as a word, and it results from a mishearing of something said or sung. And it it dates back to the American writer Sylvia Wright. Uh, She coined the term Mondegreen in a 1954 Harper's essay. When she was a child, her mother read to her from the book Relics of Ancient English Poetry. Okay. And a favorite entry featured the line, and laid him on the green, (laughs) which she misheard as, and Lady Mondegreen. 
Oh, so, Lady Mondgreen. That's right. So to this day, <laughs> if you hear Bad Moon on the Rise as Bathroom on the Right, you have been enveloped in a Mondegreen. How about that? You know, that is the first song that I learned how to play on the guitar. What? Yep. Bad Moon Rising. How about that? I, it wasn't that later that summer, I just got a chord book. And so it's not like I was playing the full songs in their full arrangement or whatever. But by the end, I had the Credence Clearwater Revival's Greatest Hits on CD. Got it from like one of the BMG or Columbia House, you know, hey, pay a penny and get eight albums. And then you owe us a bunch of money that I go into default on later. Right. Um, but <laughs> okay. how, how I'm able to do that at 15 years old, I don't know. But still. Um, and later that summer, I went through that whole album and learned the chords for the whole album. And, and so I, I was playing guitar wow. by the end of that summer. So, but it started with bad, with a bathroom on the right. The um, bathroom on the right. What, what, okay. what, uh, what are some, do you have any like key memories of getting lyrics wrong or of misheard lyrics or some of your favorite ones? The first, the first one that came to my mind was that was, was bad moon on the rise being bathroom on the right. Because when you listen to the song, even if you love the song, you can hear it as bathroom on the right, you know? Yeah. 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 You can, cause you don't even think of it. And it's just like whatever it sounds. Um, no, I, I can't think of anything else because I'm particular. If I love a song, I Google the lyrics you know, in particularly if, if I have any doubt about what I'm hearing, I generally Google it because I really like to to know exactly what I'm listening to. But right, uh, Mondegreen, I had never heard of, so that uh, that really interested me. I'm actually notoriously bad with words, uh, with 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 mu- with lyrics. You'd think being a songwriter, I'd pay more attention, but I'm I'm really bad at them. But uh, right, it, one of the most this is also one of the most awkward lyrics in the world was one of my favorite uh, misheard lyrics. And uh, it's a Def Leppard's Love Bites. Okay. And I used to think it said, when you make love, do you look him in the eye? And I was like, well, that's really awkward. Okay. And then I found out that's wrong. It doesn't say do you look him in the eye. It's still just as awkward. It says, when you make love, do you look in the mirror? Oh, wow. That's a little weird. Very, very like, Uh, hey, so uh, when you make love, uh, do you look in the mirror? Oh, my. Okay. It's just, but yeah, I always always misheard that for years as do you look him in the eye. I've got a whole bunch more. Most of the uh, the song parodies that we come up with, a lot of those will come out of misheard lyrics and you get ideas from there. Okay. We have been joined. We have a guest. What happened? We have a guest who is currently on mute. We've got Julio. This happened to be a one Juju Gotti. Hey, look at this. Tuning in wow. all the way from Buffalo. You are wow. ready to go to Buffalo with Bernie Bomberley. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, man. I'm out at dinner right now. Wow. All look right. At this, look at this crowd. With a couple of friends. But yeah, man, tough loss for the fans today. So sorry for to end the season on this note. But I always love to talk to you, brother Greg. Hey, listen, are you really sad though because you're you're dressed in, in Bill's garb? You're basically celebrating tonight. <laughs> Come on now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we are celebrating. All right. <laughs> Juju, I was talking to Lorenzo earlier and I will tell you that Buffalo Juju might be my favorite Juju. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. What are you gonna do if they end up at the neutral site game right down the road from the house? Oh man, we're going crazy. We're going Magic City, gonna be going crazy. <laughs> All the clubs in Atlanta, we gotta get Greg Cody up. Oh, to you Atlanta, know it, man. Take it to Magic City. Me and you, Greg. Are you gonna wear the high visibility get up if they play in Atlanta? Uh, nah, I might. I have to turn down in Atlanta. <laughs> I, I don't want to be too visible. All right, <laughs> what, Juju? Uh, what, what were you wearing today? I, I couldn't see your face. I saw you were wearing something yellow on your face. Uh, I saw your nose. Beautiful nose. Uh, what were you wearing? 
it was <laughs> it was a, a neon ski mask. It's so cold up here, like I can't take it. If it's I can't take regular cold. It's special oh, cold up here, and we was right like on the bottom. Uh, so so cold. So yeah, I had the overalls. So Juju, you saw Christopher today, right? You saw him because we had him on the phone a minute ago, and something <laughs> happened. He was encased in ice. He was freezing to death. What happened? Yeah, where is he right now? Do you know? Uh, right now, uh, I'm I'm not gonna tell him my my brother. Uh, I may or may not know his whereabouts. <laughs> But I, <laughs> okay, that's that's enough said. I uh, now you're a Bills fan, and and I have to be honest, I, I actually predicted this game correctly. I thought Bills would win, but by only four points, and they won by three. Um, did you did you think it was going to be this close? Particularly when it was seventeen nothing, you had to be thinking, "Wow, this is going to be a forty-five to three game." Absolutely, I thought it was going to be a zero, <laughs> and I was popping champagne bottles. I was doing everything that you were not supposed to do before the game is over with. And lo and behold, Skylar Thompson, the white knight, he came and surprised, shocked the world for real. He played a good game. He didn't he didn't do spectacularly, but he right. didn't blow it. So salute to Tyler Skylar Thompson, man. Hell of a year. No, he did good. And and if Tua's there, Tua Tungabaloa, if he starts this game, um, the Dolphins win. Yes or no? Yeah, uh, sadly, the Dolphins win by at least 30 points because Josh was throwing them left and right to him, fumbling. Yeah. We we messed up. We, we, we can't have another game like that. That's a, The next time we have a game like that, we're going home. That's the thing about the Bills. And, and look, last week, they lose to New England unless you have two kickoff return touchdowns in one game, which is unheard of. And, and today, exactly. if, if you have Josh Allen being that sloppy with two – um, interceptions and and a and a fumble. Yeah, that's not sustainable. Like you're not gonna beat the Chiefs if Josh Allen has two or three turnovers. Correct? Zagaki, he can't do this at all anymore today. Like I hope he can't. I mean, I hope he's okay. I hope he's safe. You know, nothing is more important than the health of Demar Hamlin. Yeah. We are all about it. But I hope Josh is sick to his stomach tonight from this performance. I hope he can't eat. <laughs> I hope he can't sleep. I hope he just, like, it haunts him because this was incredibly a step in That's the wrong right. direction. Listen, uh, you, you're having dinner right now with Damar Hamlin. Put him on the phone, would you? Because I want to talk to him. <laughs> I want to wish him well. Uh, seriously, put him on the phone, would you? No, he's not there? Okay. Okay. I'm with I'm in Buffalo right now with Bernie Parmalee, <laughs> and we're uh, taking it all the way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you, you take the rest of the night off. We uh, we appreciate your time. Yes, sir. I always appreciate you guys, man. Thank you. Yeah, all right, man. Catch you later. We'll see you. <laughs> all right. All right. I think we should take a break, come back with Tony yeah. Kornheiser, and then you wow. never know what will happen next. Let's do it. Hey, that kind of thing. I'm talking about that kind of thing. I'm about to air fry some uh, chicken legs after uh, this interview. Okay, so I guess we're not going to lunch. Are you, you're mentioning lunch for the first time at 1245. What kind of chicken legs? Um, What kind of chicken legs? What do you mean chickens, chicken legs. What are you talking about? Like, are you talking like thighs? Are, are they thighs or? No, they're chicken legs, drumsticks. Which is not my preference, obviously. But isn't the thigh part of the chicken leg? Um, like there are multiple parts to it. Like that's the whole. I don't know. Don't, don't bring me. They're calling right now, so let's focus here. 
Talking about chicken thigh, whether the thigh is connected to the leg, who the hell cares? I mean, you said chicken legs. Most people say, I mean, having like, you know, I'm having some drumsticks, I'm having some chicken thighs. I think drumstick and leg is the exact same thing. Those are synonyms for the chicken. Here he is. Here's Tony K. Hello, Tony. Now, what are we doing? I'm I'm on a handheld phone here. I'm not, <laughs> I'm sitting in the studio and I can't use the microphone. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Tony, can you hear us? Yeah. Do you have me? Yeah, great. Hey, Tony, this is Greg. Uh, my son, Chris, is uh, is with us. We really appreciate you um, coming on with us for a few minutes. Here's the deal. <laughs> Do you win the bet? <laughs> Your kid's sitting there. Do you win the bet? That's all yeah. I care about. Well, yeah. In, in fact, let me give you the big results. We had an all-star panel of jurists. We had Sarah Spain, we had Tim Kirchin, and we had Miami Zookeeper Ron McGill. Those <laughs> are the, the best jury ever assembled. Right. It was not unanimous, but you officially appearing on our podcast one two to one so congratulations i appreciate that you appeared so so a split decision yes so i'm not really the champion i'm not necessarily the people's champion because it was a split decision well you got majority though you got the majority that's right okay so we i win yes i win well my dad won technically you were part you were actually the evidence or something like you were kind (laughs) of not it was my dad versus me. You helped my dad win, I guess, is what you're saying. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. You work with your dad. Your dad's a sports writer, sports guy. You work with your dad. My son works with me. Oof. I'm a sports writer. I'm a sports guy. Why don't you call my son and say, am I stupid making this bet? Because <laughs> I'm going to side with your father. I know. Thank I know. you. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Did you? How do you like working with your son? It's it's it's, it's it's a complicated thing working with with your father for me at least. Yeah, tell tell me about it. Yeah, it is. Um, it is complicated because he's my boy. Um, I love him. I love him on the podcast. I'm really glad he does it. But I can see how there's a certain element here of. Do I really want to work with my father? Do I want him to judge me even all the time now that I'm an adult? Right. Do I want that? Can I curse around him? Can he curse around me? It's like in our house, like when my son got to be about 15, I stopped watching movies with him. I, mean, I hmm. just couldn't do it. I mean, I just thought it was a real mistake. I didn't want to endorse the kind of behavior that I actually liked in movies. And so I ended up not, not watching movies with him and always being, I was rather overprotective, I right. think. Um, but I'm really thrilled that he works with me and I pay him almost nothing. I get away with <laughs> almost nothing to him because I say there's a huge down the road. There's an inheritance. Yes. But now, <laughs> now you work for peanuts. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I play the inheritance card too. So uh, congrats on that yeah. one. Hey, Tony, um, yeah. I, I am thrilled actually, perversely. I am thrilled that, that we're doing this by phone and not on zoom because Mark, your producer tells me Tony does not do zoom, does not like zoom. And hate Zoom. Hate Zoom. Okay, now why is that? Because because I also hate technology in general terms. Why do you hate Zoom, Dad? But you do it, so you should have done what Tony did two years ago. Like I know you're, you're playing this wrong. I know begrudgingly I do Zoom. Tony, why do you hate Zoom? And I'm with you. Um. Okay. So if it's just audio, I don't even know that it's anything, right? It it has not improved anything. You're on a phone. If Zoom improves the quality of the call, I don't care about that. I hate the visual part. I don't do that. What's that thing where you press your computer 
and you have FaceTime. I don't FaceTime with my children. <laughs> I don't FaceTime with my grandchildren. I don't FaceTime. It's freaky. I don't want to do it. And I'm old enough that I don't have to do it. You don't FaceTime with your grandchildren? No. Your grandchildren, <laughs> Tony? <laughs> do not. The three boys, I do not FaceTime with them. No. But no. they also live three blocks away, so I go see them. Oh, there you like, go. It's actual FaceTime. Okay. Actually, here's my face. <laughs> actual my face. Okay, my actual face <laughs> is with you, uh, right. Tony. You, you, you have a reputation, and I don't agree with it. But you sort of have a reputation as being sort of a curmudgeonly guy. I think of you as as, as a super nice guy. But you mentioned grandkids. Um, do you melt yeah. when you're around your grandkids, or are you sort no, of? No, I'm not that guy. <laughs> no, I'm not that guy. I wish they were 15. I mean, I wish we could have a conversation. I don't really care about them doing puzzles. I don't, you know, I, I want to be that. I, it's just not, it's not who I am. I think part of it is that I'm still working, right? you know, and I'm around conversation all the time. And I don't understand anything they say. And all they really do is eat and, you know, play with puzzles. I mean, it's great because they're five and three and six months old. So me expecting them to stand there and say, well, what do you think? Is Buffalo going to cover this week? Like, I, I, that's unrealistic, <laughs> isn't it? Right. That's unrealistic. What do they What do they call you, Grandpa Pop? Because I'm a pop. Uh, okay, so my son is Michael and his wife is Liz, and they have three boys. And Liz's parents are Pop Pop and Momo. Okay. And I said, I said to Michael and Liz, "Would you get him to call me Mr. Kornheiser pretty early on?" Because I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I respond to that. I like <laughs> and they haven't <laughs> and they haven't done that yet. So it's they, they I am referred to as Grandpa Tony in my presence and probably the old man when I'm gone. You know, I don't know. Okay, but I, I like your attempt at missing. How many you got? How many grandchildren do you have, Greg? How many? Well, I only have one. She's five. She just turned five. And, oh, okay. And uh, it, it's a delight. It, it really is. I, 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 so I, are I'm, you, you're that, you're that guy. You get down on the ground. You talk, talk that they understand. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, sort okay. of hand. You're all of that. You're what you see in the yeah. movies. Yeah, I'm not that. I want it to be that. You don't like the puzzles either, though, Dad. Admit it. You don't like the puzzles either. No, my uh, the, the puzzles I pawn off to my wife to do. I, I'm, I'm not a puzzle person. Uh, she, I she, watch him do puzzles, and all I say is, well, what's taking you so long? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and why are you doing the same puzzle you did last week? What is the joy in that? I don't. They love the same puzzles. They love to watch the same shows. They love the same puzzles. I mean, I understand this. I, I think my children were like this, but of course I was never home because I was a sports writer, for God's sake. Right. I was out. You were out. That's the way life was. Yep. So, yeah, that, that's exactly right. I know everybody right. always says, you must love your grandchildren. And I do. I love them. But, you know, I'm just not that avuncular. I'm not Mr. Rogers. Yeah. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm not. You could, Tony, you could do stand-up, man. This is great. <laughs> you like it? Yeah, well, my whole thing is to make people laugh. So. <laughs> Tony, we uh, th there's so much to talk about, and I don't want to keep you too long, so we're going to sort of veer here. Um, you you played golf a bunch with Obama, and I'm wondering, uh, w what is the worst shot you've ever hit uh, playing with him that actually made him laugh? So I never talk about that. Oh. I never talk about having played golf with Obama. Never. Oh. But I'll do a little bit with you. No, I'll Ooh, do a little great. bit. It wasn't any shot that made him laugh, but I made him laugh a little bit. <laughs> there was At one point, he said his ideal foursome would be him, me, Larry David, 
And who's the guy who screams? The comedian from Bethesda who screams? Oh, Louis Black. Louis Black. Oh, yeah. Louis Black. And <laughs> that would be because he he wanted. Look, I, I'm not saying anything out of school, and I'm not saying anything that people don't intellectualize about. It is the hardest job in the world. It's 24 hours a day for four years. It's the best job in the world and the worst job in the world. But every once in a while, you need a little bit of time off. And his time off, much like uh, both Bush's time off, they watched, and Clinton too, they watched sports and they played golf. Because you can lose yourself. People in your audience who are golfers know this to be true. You can lose yourself. You can actually not think about your work for a few hours and get lost in the variety of playing golf. No two shots are the same. You know, they're in different parts of the course and all of that. So he was very receptive to, you know, yapping and laughing and trash talking. He really was. I mean, he, he loved to play and loved to play with anyone who was yappy. And I've had friends who have played with presidents before. I will, t- I will say this. That uh, Maury Povich, my friend Maury Povich, played all the time with the Bushes, all the mm-hmm. time, and said basically the same thing. Said this is the only time they're not working, you know. And, and he carried a BlackBerry, and I'm sure there were times when he got news that was incredibly important. He never, in the times I played with him, he never left the course to go and attend to something, so it wasn't of a critical nature or something like that. But he would sit there, uh, and all presidents do this. And they have their aides around and, you know, stuff happens out there. They never told me. They never told me. So. Now, now is, is the Secret Service wearing visors to appear like regular golfers, even though everybody <laughs> knows they're Secret Service? No, because they, they didn't walk. They were in cars. Uh, okay. okay. They were always That's in cool. carts. Nice. And, and there were a lot of them. And they were in carts. And when presidents play golf, and Trump played more than anybody, when presidents play golf, you have to clear out a couple of holes in front and a couple of holes behind yeah. and to accommodate all of the secret service. And I've learned this over the years because I live in Washington um, and I live for a while around the corner from Janet Yellen, who got secret service protection all the time, you know, mm. and when, and they're chatty, the secret service people are chatty. And if you say what I would say, like, well, if something happens, you know, are you going to help me? And they would go, no, no, we don't care what happens to you. We're helping the person we're here to protect That's right. you. You can take a hike, kid. You're on your own. So that was always good to know. I would have thought it was more like, is there a doctor in the house? Like, you know, hey, there's Secret Service here. Help anybody out. No, 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 no. They're not helping. <laughs> they, they got a specific person that they're involved with. I, I personally think uh, prominent journalists like yourself should get Secret Service protection. But that's just that's just me. Uh, Tony, we, we have a segment on the podcast, uh, a regular segment. We ask every guest. Uh, talk You're wasting ba- my time, Greg. This is going on and on and on. My God. I mean, don't you have anybody else to talk to? No, you're the one. And I mean, I wanted you to win the bet with your kid. Now I'm beginning to regret it. You already won. I know. We're, we're going to wrap it up. What's with, going on? We're going to wrap it up with three questions here. You're rolling your eyes. You're being the curmudgeon. I didn't think you were. Well, oh, is this like the way? Yeah. Is this like that guy? That guy? Um who did the actor's studio show. Yes. At the end, he had all the same five questions all the time. What was that? James Lipton. That's right. He dyed his hair, famously dyed his hair. And um, 
And then it was always the same dopey questions. This is this is your gimmick? Did you steal it from Lipton? What's your favorite word? What's your favorite word? No, no, we won't ask him that. No, that, that was one of his questions. I just looked it up. <laughs> What's your favorite word? It, it, one, it was. <laughs> I, I can rattle through them real fast. These were his questions. What is your favorite? What was your favorite word? What's your least? Vicissitude. What's your least favorite word? Vicissitude. Steve Young used it on PTI yesterday. <laughs> we're two weeks into January, and Steve Young retired the cup. He used the word vicissitude. Let me just tell people out there who are listening to you, when Steve Young is on with us, he's brilliant. Booker McFarlane and Steve Young, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, what's your quiz? Okay, talk bad about Levitard. That's what I ask every guest on the show. I want you to say something bad about Dan Levitard. Okay, this is what I will say about Levitard. I will preface this by saying, as you know, I love Dan Levitard. I think he's brilliant. I thought he was a great writer. I think he's great at what he does, but his need to bring down authority, to destroy all structure is crippling when you're doing a show with him. It's crippling. He has that gleam in his eye. He's already sweating and he knows he's going to ruin the show. He wants to ruin the show. He wants to leave it in tatters on the floor. You know that. Yes. You work with them. Correct. <laughs> okay. Tell me one word I said that isn't true. No, you're right. I I agree with everything you said, particularly the part about him sweating profusely. No, oh, yeah. So uh, we're we're in agreement there. We're in agreement. And I love him. I love him. Uh, t- Tony, real quick, you you're coming up on your your fiftieth wedding anniversary, and congrats because I was just. I love how, Dad, you're stacking topics and you're making it seem less by saying, "Here, real quick." Yeah, real quick. Right, exactly. Uh, I just celebrated my 42nd. Um, you know, I got I got to prepare for PTI. So go ahead. What are you doing? What do you say? This We're leaving okay. five minutes. Right. Have you ever forgotten your wedding anniversary? Are you a romantic guy who never forgets? No, I'm not a romantic guy, but I never forget. No, I never forget. Okay. Uh-uh. Okay. What, do and- you forget? No, no, I never have, but but I know people who have, and and I can My wife never lets me forget because she's talking about it a week ahead of time, you know. So I don't. No, I mean, no, I would never. No, I don't forget those things, and I'm I'm also one of those people who tells his children of their siblings' birthdays or their parents' birthdays a day in advance or day of, you know, just to make sure they remember and make a call. You should always call. You don't. I mean, gifts. Eh, eh, who cares about gifts? But call. The gesture of calling is. That's what you're supposed to do. It's call. Not texting. What about texting? Um, texting is not as is not preferred. Calling is preferred. If if in the case of your children, maybe your kid does this, they refuse to take your calls because they hate you because they're <laughs> obliged to you financially. Um, yeah, then you can text. But no, calling calling's better. My last question, and my last question is how my mu- my rate is going up. You said your last question. It is the fourth last question. Yeah, I know. How, we, how, we do that. How much does Michael Wilbon hate Stugatz? I don't know that. <laughs> I, I, I don't. That has never come up in conversation. Oh, does he? Okay. I don't know that. I think so. I don't know that. Tony, this is this is the final question. And, and this is probably the most serious question I've asked you. I'm a few years younger than you. I'm terrified to think of retirement. I just am. And I wonder, does it ever cross your mind? You're so good at what you do. You continue to be. Does retirement ever cross your mind? Well, I, you know, I, I probably, to be honest, at some point in every day, say to myself, you should quit. What are you doing? You should quit. But the truth of the matter is, and I've been incredibly lucky, and I say this all the time, 
All I ever wanted to do in my life was be a sports writer on a newspaper. And I got that. I did that. And I was good at it. And these other things came along that I never expected. Radio and television came along. I'm always reminded that Howard Cosell, who was a dear friend, said of me many times publicly, doesn't he know he's unsightly? <laughs> from Cosell. From Cosell. Oh, wow. Consider yeah, this now. Yeah, Consider seriously. the source. You know, but the TV show, much to my surprise, and, and I'm very grateful for it, worked right away. And I love Mike, and I really like doing it. And it's not hard, you know, that the dirty little secret is, it's really not hard to do. For me, it, it, it plays into all the things that I'm good at. And so probably, even though every day I talk about retiring, and I, I've also said to people, and Greg, you may end up saying this at some point, I've said, look, if I look too old for TV, honestly, if I begin to slur my words, if I miss too many things, you can miss one or two, but if I begin missing all the time, just tell me, Yeah, I'll get out. I've done this for so long. I'll, I'll, I'll get out that day. And, and when I go, um, it's not, it's not going to be, uh, you know, one of those farewell tours. It's going to be the way I left all the newspapers in my life. When I walked in there on a Sunday morning and cleaned out my desk, I'm just yeah. gone that day. Yeah. Whatever it is. Don't you feel the same way? Go that day. Yeah, yeah I, I sort of do. Go quickly. You know, I'm not big on the farewell tour. I, I get that. Tony, what do you do with all the notepads? What do you do with all the notepads? Uh, when we, the legal pads, when I get to the end of each one, they're very good. When I get to the end of each one, I throw it out. What, what do you think I do? Send it to the Smithsonian? I throw it out. Oh, no. Let me keep. Can I keep the next one? Can you send me the next one? Sure. I, I want it for my office. I have like a thing. I'm serious. Sure. You can. Have, yeah, you can have it. All right, I'm going to be in contact with your producer. Thank you so much, Tony. You guys, by the way, you owe me three appearances for this. Well, this is actually interesting. It was it was yeah. it was 17 minutes, Tony. I can't stand myself, Tony. This is like the shortest interview we've ever done. Really, Tony? We look forward we look forward to you um, shouting out the Greg Cody Show podcast on PTI today. Thank you in advance for that. Yeah, and uh, we really Please. appreciate it. Every time. Of course, we're, you have no chance on that. Zero. Chance. I know we don't, but we're. We're Thank big fans. Uh, be good. At the end, at the end, say good night, Greg Cody Show fans. F fans plural? <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> okay. See ya. Bye. Tony the K, th thank you very much. I really appreciate that. It 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 only took us like a year to fully get you on. And uh and and guess what? It was worth the wait. Absolutely. Thank you to Mark for helping put that together too. Yeah, for sure. W what did you think of that interview? Because Christopher and I did it. You were not able to join us, but you liked it. I'm going to sell you both out right now. Uh-oh. All right, so you you texted me the day before <laughs> saying, I don't I, you know, here's kind of the time frame we're looking at. We still aren't quite sure. You know, we we could, you know, do you still want to do this or do you want to just punt on the whole thing? Right. And I was like, "Greg, when Kornheiser says he'll join the show, you take him however you can get him, okay. even if it's on a landline." Yeah, you were right. And uh, and uh, I'm so glad I did. And I'm so yeah. glad you, but you, but when I listened to it, I was like, oh, this was, this was great. And you both texted me as like, thank you for telling him, for making sure we did this. Yeah. And, no, and you're right. Everyone thank me, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. 
no but like but I'm, I'm so glad y'all got him because it, it was it was great he um you mentioned earlier he kind of has he, he he plays a really good balance between being really funny and affable yeah and also just grumpy and kind of a curmudgeon at the same time yeah for sure and and before anybody knew him from espn and pti I knew him as a as a columnist for the Washington Post and he like he spoke to me because everything he wrote was like acerbic or sarcastic or had a wink in its eye uh you know uh, with a he wrote with a smirk on his face and and that really spoke to me and and I'm not going to call him a mentor I'm I'm only like 6 years younger than him but um he definitely uh w- was one of the people that I read that I went wow that is that is cool you can write like that and and be a major columnist at a major paper that's that's sort of cool so thrilled to have him on on the podcast finally not with a 15 second send in (laughs) but with an actual conversation that was totally cool so thanks tony i do have to say i had planned i planned on saying like like earlier in the day friday i planned on when we recorded like coming in with the joke of, of saying basically trying to sow one more seed of doubt like how do you know I don't have a really good, you know, fake Tony Kornheiser? Or you know, how how do you know I don't have a good, you know, Kornheiser imitation in the bag? Right. But then he shouted out on PTI, and I'm like, oh, nope, that joke's out the door. <laughs> That's but, right. <laughs> <laughs> but that was great because the first clip I got of that, he was only saying Greg won. But then um, Chris told me to check out the whole thing because right at the very end, he, t- he once again hammered home to Chris that he lost the bet. I know he excellent. had to he had to really sneak that in too. That was yeah, like yeah. literally at the last second of the broadcast. No, that was totally cool. He he did us proper. He he did us uh, well doing that, and we really appreciate it. Tony, uh, in, in exchange, the next time uh, calamity breaks in South Florida and you need a comment, uh, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Give it five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Yeti, where can people go to, um, to, to check out our podcast store, or, or rather our, uh, our merch store? You can always get all of our episodes at thegregcodyshow.com. But if you want to buy stuff, if you want to like represent the show with a Nelly's Diner t-shirt or a Greg's Lobo shirt or um, or one, using our show logo, the Greg Coda Show logo, or the floating head, we have several. Yes. And, and as this year develops, we'll have even more designs come out. Yep. Um, you can go to shop.thegregcodyshow.com. We have at least one sale a month, um, usually around free shipping. That's a great sale. And, uh, and yeah, there's great stuff. There's hats, there's, um, shirts, there's hoodies, there's stickers, you know, a whole slew of things you can get. Um, so check that out. Shop.thegregcodyshow.com. Great designs already out there. More designs forthcoming. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Thank you, Yeti, for, uh, uh, mentioning that. And thank you all for, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the, the Kornheiser uh, conversation we had with him because I really did. And I don't often say that, um, you know, if, if we do a, uh, have a guest that, uh, does not go over well, not to mention the, the two teenage twins. And I can't even remember what they were promoting, but not to mention them in particular, but, uh, you know, occasionally we have a bad interview and I don't sell it. I don't sell it, <laughs> but in this case, Tony the K was gold. He really was. Uh, Tell your friends. Tell them to listen to it. That kind of thing. And uh, thanks a lot. And we'll see you next week. huh? How about that? Shout out to Juju for joining us. Yes. Thank you, Juju. Really appreciate it. What's the coldest weather you've ever been shirtless? And who are you with? (laughs) I don't go shirtless. I take a shower with a shirt on. Are you kidding me? I would never be seen in public 
without a shirt. I really wouldn't. Or in Publix, the supermarket. That kind of thing. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You don't see me without a shirt. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys, baby. Because people say we're monkeying around. That's what I'm talking about. People say we're monkeying around. Around. Bump.